It's Monday. Don't you press that snooze button. It's time to get up and let's make this happen. Monday Matters Podcast with Pastor Rashad Burden. If you need to follow him, go ahead and hit him up on Instagram, Pastor Burden, or send him an email at pastorburden at iclouds.com. Let's get into today's message. First Samuel chapter 1. First Samuel chapter 1, starting at verse 1. It says, There was a certain man from Ramathim, a Zophite, from the hill country of Ephraim, whose name was Elkanah, the son of Jeroham, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zeph, an Ephraimite. He had two wives. One was called Hannah, the other Penina. Penina had children, but Hannah had none. Year after year, this man went up from his own town to worship and sacrifice to the Lord Almighty at Shiloh, where Hophni and Phinehas, the two sons of Eli, were priests of the Lord. Whenever the day came for Elkanah to sacrifice, he would give portions of the meat to his wife Penina and to all her sons and daughters, but to Hannah he gave a double portion because he loved her and the Lord had closed her womb. Because the Lord had closed Hannah's womb, her rival kept provoking her in order to irritate her. This went on year after year. Whenever Hannah went up to the house of the Lord, her rival provoked her till she wept and would not eat. Her husband Elkanah would say to her, Hannah, why are you weeping? Why don't you eat? Why are you so downhearted? Don't I mean more to you than ten sons? Once, when they had all finished eating and drinking, and Shiloh, Hannah stood up. Now Eli, the priest, was sitting on his chair by the doorpost of the Lord's house. In her deep anguish, Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly. And she made a vow, saying, Lord Almighty, if you will only look on your servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life, and no razor will ever be used on his head. As she kept on praying to the Lord, Eli observed her mouth. Hannah was praying in her heart, and her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard. Eli thought she was drunk, and said to her, How long are you going to stay drunk? Put away your wine. Not so, my Lord, Hannah replied. I am a woman who is deeply troubled. I have not been drinking wine or beer. I was pouring out my soul to the Lord. Do not take your servant for a wicked woman. I have been praying here out of my great anguish and grief. Eli answered, Go in peace, and may the God of Israel grant you what you have asked of him. She said, May your servant find favor in your eyes. Then she went her way and ate something, and her face was no longer downcast. Early the next morning they arose and worshipped before the Lord and went back to um, Ramah. Elkanah made love to his wife Hannah, and the Lord remembered. So in the course of time, Hannah became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She named him Samuel, saying, Because I have asked the Lord for him. So allow me to speak to you for a short moment on a sermon and subject title, Under the Influence. Under the Influence, Father, not my words, but your words, not my will, but your will. Make my words simple, meaningful, and therefore memorable. Never in remembrance of me, but always in remembrance of Jesus. In your name I pray, amen and amen. Under the influence. Can you imagine living your life day after day, morning after morning, waking up, 
with your adversary living in your own home. Can you imagine living a life where your days are filled with ridicule because you are unable to do what you believe you were created to do? Can you imagine living in a situation, living in a circumstance where you are constantly reminded of your insufficiency and each and every insecurity is amplified by your current reality. This is the situation. This is the reality that Hannah must deal with. Hannah, the wife of Elkanah, lives in a home with another woman who is also the wife of Elkanah, who is a priest, to say for no, no less, a priest, no less, has two wives and one of them is unable to give him children. So more than likely he went and found someone and married someone who could. And now the wife whom he loves lives in misery and depression on a daily basis because she is unable to produce, unable to reproduce, unable to bear a child. And the Bible has the audacity to give us the detail that the, that Hannah's womb is not closed because of some uh, unknown and unbeknownst medical condition. No, it is not attributed to some sort of infertility. No, it is attributed to God having closed her womb. Can you imagine that the source of your pain is also supposed to be the source of your peace. I, I, I struggle to empathize and feel what Hannah felt knowing that God was the one who at the root of all of her challenges and all of her issues, that God was the one who had closed her womb. But can I go ahead and turn the corner here and let you know that if you are truly a follower of Jesus Christ, that at the root of all of your challenges and at the root of all of your trials, there is God working things out. That at the root of all that you deal with on a daily basis that gets on your last nerves, that God is in heaven, the ultimate uh, master and manipulator of good in the universe is working things out. And I dare say that every challenge that the follower of Christ encounters is one that has been ordered and, and weighed by God. And Hannah's situation is just like that. The Bible says that she's unable to have children and she's unable to have children because God had closed her womb. And because God had closed her womb, her adversary, Penino, hurled insults at her and made her life harder than it should have been. And the Bible says that when it was time for Elkanah and the family to go and worship in Shiloh, that Hannah had had enough, that she had a breakdown and, and, and Elkanah went to comfort her and said to her, am I not better than 10 sons? But there was nothing that could fulfill her than being, fulfill her in a way that, that having a child would. And she 
she goes to the house of the Lord. She goes to the house of the Lord. And the Bible says that she begins to pour her heart out to the Lord. And maybe it's worth slowing down for a second right there. Because maybe there's someone who's hearing my voice right now. Who's dealing with a situation that is beyond them. And beyond their control. And beyond their manipulation. And beyond their effort. And beyond their devices. And you're saying to God, God, if ever I needed you before, I sure do need you now. And I don't believe that it is an accident. I don't believe that it is happenstance that from time to time, each and every one of us encounters a situation that is beyond what we can handle and beyond what we can do. Because at the end of the day, the follower of Jesus Christ needs to know that everything that we encounter and everything that we do can be overcome by the power and, and, and strength of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. In other words, God never wants us to have a testimony that reflects that everything was done by our power, by our intellect, and by our resources. But rather, our testimony needs to be that if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, we would not have had victory. So let me just encourage you in this way, that if you find yourself in a position where you are in an unwinnable battle, just know that you are positioned for God to give you a great victory. Oh, maybe you don't see it. Come here, Samuel. Ah, come here. Come here. And this same Samuel that would eventually be born um, would later on in life begin to lead the people and he would come and the people would repent. And the Bible says that while they were worshiping and while they were repenting that the Philistines come and attack them. And the Bible says that the people cry out to Samuel and Samuel says Lord, fight this battle for us. In other words, because they were not prepared God had to fight their battle for them in other words sometimes you get into situations and circumstances that you are not prepared for because God wants you to know that victory doesn't lie in you it lies in him oh maybe that one wasn't good enough ah come here David David is at the battlefield and the Bible says that there is a giant named Goliath a man a man of 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 of, of great repute a man who is a warrior a man who is a giant and the bible says that it's time for David to step forward and he's in Saul's tent and Saul has tried to make him feel small by putting his armor on him but David says to Saul that on this day that on this day not only will I feed the, the the carcass of the giant to the fowls but he will know that there is a God in Israel in other words David knew that the battle was not his it was the Lord's every once in a while we get positioned in a place that is a compromising predicament just so that God can show that he's able to bring us through and that the victory doesn't lie in us it lies in him Hannah is unable to have children and she has one option and that is to talk to God and the Bible says that she goes into the temple she goes and she begins to pray and she's praying 
praying so hard that, that she can't get words out, that, the, that, that tears are streaming down her eyes. And, the, the, and, and, and Eli notices. Eli sees her praying and sees her crying and sees her mouth moving but doesn't see words, doesn't hear words. But instead, he decides that she's drunk. And she says, he says to her, woman, put away your wine. Put away your strong drink. And Hannah has to let Hannah has to let him know, sir, I am not drunk. I have not been drinking wine nor beer. But my soul, my soul is that and full that is, is, is my soul is contrite and I'm full and I need God to do something for me. And I just wonder sometimes if God allows us to get so full of our situation that the only way that we can get out, the only way that we can transition, the only way that we can move forward is if we get full of him. I'm convinced that God wants us all to be under the influence of his Holy Spirit, that God wants us all to be under the influence so that we can truly pray prayers that move mountains, pray prayers that transition history. Little did Hannah realize that her prayer would have a ripple effect all throughout history. Eli thought she was drunk. Eli thought she was under the influence of strong drink. But what he did not realize was that she was under the influence of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit had her pray a prayer that would cause her to have a son named Samuel who would choose a king king named Saul and after Saul that same Samuel would go to a man's house named Jesse and choose the next king named David that king David would down the line have children and they would have children and eventually her prayer would end in another king and his name was Jesus little did Hannah know that the answer to her prayer would end would come to place would come to fruition in the man of Jesus Christ, the one who has set us free. Oh, I'm so glad that Hannah was under the influence on that day because her prayer has affected my life. And I wonder how many of my prayers are affecting other people's lives. Are you still on your knees? Are you still praying? Are you still calling on God? Are you still trusting that even though you're not what you want to be, that God will make you what you're supposed to be? Will you trust that God is able to take your simple prayer and do amazing things with it. Stay on your knees. Stay praying. Stay calling out on him. And little do you realize that your prayer could end in someone meeting Jesus. Your prayer could end in someone being delivered. Your prayer could end in someone becoming a king. Your prayer could end in someone being saved. Keep praying. Be under the influence of the Holy Spirit as we seek and pray to God. Father, thank you. Thank you so much for sometimes closing, closing us up so that we can open up to you. Help us to be under the influence of your Holy Spirit and to be led day by day. Thank you. In your name I pray. Amen and amen. Like what you heard, right? What I need you to do is, one, subscribe to this podcast. Two, share it with somebody. Don't be greedy now. Three, y'all need to join SOP's social media family. Instagram, SOP underscore 
Ministry HCL. Facebook and YouTube, SOP Ministry HCL. Get our original songs available on all streaming media. You want to give us a financial donation to help push this cause forward? We appreciate that. Send us that cash app at dollar sign SOP Ministry HCL. Be blessed, family. See y'all next week.